What is going on? It is Thursday, September 1st. Justin Henry Show, you name it. We're going to be covering the AFC East today. I got my guy Eugene in the building. Yes, sir. You might know him as Fantasy Genius from Twitter. Also on the Off the Line Football Podcast, Fantasy Football Podcast, and Destination Debbie. We're going to shop it up today, talk about some sleepers outside the top 125 players, uh, but then also go over some breaking news as well. So, you know what it is? It's the Justin Henry Show. Stay tuned. You're watching the Justin Henry Show on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Make sure you follow on all social media platforms. Yes, indeed, we are here. One week away from NFL action. My guy, Eugene, how you doing, bro? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. It's, it's good to be very close to, to the NFL season. I know we got college football tonight, uh, you know, just to get the blood flowing a little bit, but I'm very excited for the season that's coming up, man. Man, football is back, whether it's college, NFL, preseason's over, so we're getting right into the good stuff, baby. And I see that Dallas Cowboy flag. We're going to talk yeah, NFC <laughs> East today, and oh my gosh, I don't want to hear the homer picks. I want to hear the real come out your mouth, man. Uh, for me, you know, I try. To, I, I definitely keep it real. I'm not one of these blind, you know, whatever whatever Dallas and Jerry Jones spit out then is gospel. I'm, I'm very realistic when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys, man, so... It'll be uh, interesting when we start talking, you know, win totals and walking through the schedule. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. If I hear 15 and two, yeah, if I hear 15 <laughs> and two, 16 and one, I'll be like, come nah, on, man. Nah, man. Nah, man. I can't, right, I can't well, do that. That's, that's foolish talk, man. <laughs> well, before we get into that, let's cover breaking news. At least there's been a couple things that came out. This section is called This Just In. One of the major things that came out this morning. Russell Wilson got the bag, the bag, bro. Five years, $245 million. This keeps him in Denver for seven total years. He's their franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. What were your thoughts when you saw this, man? Because that's the, for a guy that's a little bit older, he got paid. Yeah, I think the first thing that thought in my mind is, was all the, you know, the, the trash quarterbacks that came before him in between Peyton Manning and him, like they, they've been so desperate to find that one quarterback. They finally got him and they're just like, you know what, F it. Let's just lock him up. I know he's, he's way above average. He's, he's borderline elite quarterback. So let's, you know, let's lock in, lock him in and, you know, secure that position that we've been longing for, for, for so long. And the other thing that popped in my head was Lamar Jackson. Like every time he probably, he's probably just like, he's probably like, Hey, Every every day that y'all waste is another another million, another two million that that's going on top of what I what I need to, to sign for long term. So true, man. Probably guaranteed, like more guaranteed money. He didn't he didn't get the contract fully guaranteed like some of the other guys no. have been getting. But we saw it. We've seen Deshaun get paid. We've seen Kyler get paid, and now Russell Wilson get paid. I can only imagine what Lamar is sitting there thinking in his head at night when he looks at when he's yeah. looking at his phone and he gets those updates he's probably like yes indeed yeah. uh, but good for the Broncos good for Russell Wilson who's found a home outside of Seattle man I know he was getting frustrated there uh, those last couple years there with the offense and just kind of the way that they were building that thing up I think he needed a new start 
And uh, it seems like he's going to be happy there for a long time. So shout out to Russell Wilson for getting the bag. Uh, in light news, we saw Michael Thomas has also been activated, ready to go. The reports are out that he's going to be ready to fire on all cylinders. Come week one, he's been running routes, looking good in camp. The team's been impressed. Uh, you excited for Michael Thomas's return? Or you think we're, we're you know, we need to pump the brakes a little bit? No, I, I think I'm excited, man. You know, I mean, I know that Jameis, in terms of how he likes to attack defenses is usually a little more deeper down the field. But I mean, you got somebody that's a perennial 120, not 120, but like a hundred, 115 catch type of guy in Michael Thomas. I know we haven't seen him in two years, but this is definitely good for the offense for sure. I know up until this point of, you know, him becoming healthy that we're just kind of, you know, kind of uh, the offense is going to be cool or whatever, but, you know, getting him back, I think I'm much more, on the uh, on the high end on what, what I think this offense can do with him in the lineup. So I'm excited. Yeah, man, I, I'm really excited for this Saints team, man. Probably a lot more than most. Uh, there's a lot of hype coming in there. And if we get any, we get 80% of what Michael Thomas was two years ago, I think the Saints team is going to be in, in really good shape. Part of the thing is, you know, they, they called him Slant Boy. They, they had all the names for him. But if you think about it, it was like, who really could? Drew Brees didn't have the arm that, that was necessary, that Jameis does have. Jameis does have the arm. So we'll get to find out real soon if it's just Slant Boy or if Michael Thomas is all the way back and that ball's getting into him a little bit further down the field. Uh, yesterday, there was a surprise cut. And to me, it wasn't necessarily like some super shocking cut, but you see the hat in the background. I'm a Niner fan. Trey Sermon, <laughs> there was a lot of hype about him being the number two running back, that he had earned a role, that he was one of the best players in camp, according to John Lynch. And he got cut for a backup guard. Uh, to me, it was a little surprising to hear. What were your thoughts overall? Because this team does have like, they got, they've been loaded with running backs. It just didn't seem like they would give up that quick on this third round pick. Yeah, um, so me and my co-host Ike, we got we got an, a name for Mike Shanahan. We call him Mike Shanahanigans because you can never believe anything he says. Uh, Kyle, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kyle, um, whenever he talks, I just like, I hear you, but I don't believe, like, I just don't believe you. I don't believe anything he says. I don't know if he, I don't know if it's gamesmanship or he just doesn't like telling the truth to the media. But regardless, when I saw this cut, I was, I was honestly kind of surprised too because I did kind of, you know, I told you that Shahanigans, you can't believe anything you're saying, but I was kind of, you know, believing just a little bit because you saw him out there. He, I mean, he didn't look good, but the reports were saying that he looked really good in practice. Yeah. I was kind of confused, but, you know, seeing somebody that get drafted in the third round, uh, you just don't expect them to cut the cord that quick, um, especially when you got the other running backs, you know, Elijah, that who doesn't have that much draft capital, he can, he could be easily replaced. I mean, you got TDP who was also another third-round pick that hasn't really done anything this preseason. Um, so, I don't know, man. You got Jeff Wilson. He's just a guy, but they really like him. Um, and then they got Mason. I know Mason they were high on. Uh, yeah. But I just didn't think when I, when you saw the initial cuts and I saw that they were holding five backs, I thought it was a lot. But I guess – I mean, I guess they were I, – I just thought that he was going to hold a spot. So, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, for real. For real, I, I thought for sure, like as a third round pick and the gas that they were giving him over this offseason, Trey Sermon looks great. He's phenomenal yeah. in camp. Like I thought for sure he'd at least have a spot yeah. to just go from not ha to to all that hype to not having a spot. Excuse me, to me is just insane. So I get it for the Niners. They're deep at running back. There's some guys that they probably like. You can't keep five running backs. It's not smart yeah. to do that. So yeah. I get not keeping five backs. Um, but Jeff Wilson has to show out. Obviously, he did well last year when uh, Elijah Mitchell was out temporarily. 
TDP's in. He's the new Trey Sermon, so he's going to have to be the one that actually performs. So to me, if they miss on TDP too, Tyrion Davis-Price, if they miss on him, that's two third-round running backs that they missed on. You're starting to look at John Lynch a little differently drafting these running backs. So hopefully it all pans out. I, I just want to see, you know, Trey Sermon will land somewhere. I'm sure he's, he's not as explosive as you want to see, but hopefully he gets another chance, man. I like the kid. And then last but not least, we're talking about running backs. Obviously, we all saw the news over the weekend. Brian Robinson involved in a carjacking was shot and, and has since been released from the hospital. Um, good reports coming out. He's he's going to be recovering. He uh, seems to be in good spirits. But he landed on the NFI list, and so he'll be out for the first four weeks. We don't know anything as far as if he's going to be returning right at that time, if he's going to need more recovery time. But for whatever time he needs, just take it, recover. Football is the last thing you need to worry about. We got to talk about it. Um, did that change anything for you as far as Antonio Gibson or any of the other backs on the team? Or are you just like, I don't want to talk about it right now? You never know because this is it's a pretty sensitive subject when you talk about somebody who you know could have lost their life. And we're talking about fantasy football, a game. Um, I, do, I think we, we got to talk about it at some point. You want to talk about Antonio Gibson or not? No, we got to talk about it. I mean, I know it's a sensitive subject with talking about somebody that could have lost his life over, you know, trying to get carjacked or whatnot. But we do got to look to the other side of it, which is the fantasy uh, perspective, because that's what people are, you know, listening to you, listening to me for. So, right. um, I mean, Antonio Gibson he goes back. Like... I mean, he goes back to the two. He's, he's going to be the first and second down bag, and that's it. Like, they're not – he's not going to be deployed in third down situations because they don't, they don't trust him. They trust J.D. McKissick more. So, um, I mean, moves him up your ranks a little bit. But, I mean, overall, I'm still – I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> you just like at this point, he doesn't move me. Like we in college, I mean, we saw he can he can catch the ball. I just don't understand why they don't deploy him in such a manner. I, it just don't make sense to me. So, it does, I mean, it's cool. He it doesn't really move me. I'm not. If he's there in the fifth round, then maybe I don't know, man. He's he's just... kind of difficult to gauge right now because obviously the team doesn't trust him. Ron Rivera doesn't trust him. They're putting him in punt protection, second unit in preseason, third unit in preseason. And it's like they brought back J.D. McKissick. They're drafting his replacement. And we're looking at a guy, Antonio Gibson, who for fantasy purposes has been pretty decent. He's been in the top 15. We've seen him be an RB1. And it's like you still don't have that confidence. So to me, you know, I don't I don't want to look at this as an opportunity because it's truly not an opportunity. It's, it's unfortunate. But at the same time, if you draft him, he does have a chance to at least have an impact for those first four weeks and carve out a role. Is he somebody yeah. that I want to hedge my starting running back one or running back two on? I don't think so. But if you can get him as your running back three or somebody that can fill in for the first four weeks, I guess I ain't too mad at him. Don't go reaching on him. But if he falls, which he has been falling tremendously in drafts, I think there is a, a chance to draft him there. So, yeah. That covers the breaking news segment for right now. Let's talk this NFC East, man. And I know you, I know you're dying to talk about this NFC East, man. I can see it. I can see it on your face, man. We're gonna talk about it, all right? This section's called Straight Up. Straight Up presented by Pickett, where you can get a free $3 or free hundred dollars just by signing up. Uh, just put your 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 whatever you use to bet on, link it with that account, track your bets, and you get a free $3, $100 to go bet with. So make sure you download the Picket app, use the code JHEN with a 3 instead of an E, and that leads us to this NFC, I'm going to put the L on it, the NFC least. We got to talk about it. Let's predict these win totals, Gene, man. So obviously this isn't the strongest division. What are your initial thoughts? Because we've seen this division go 
different ways every single year. It's like, it seems like there's somebody that comes out of nowhere or there's a new division winner. Cowboys took it last year. How are you feeling this year about the NFC East in general? I think it's Eagles are bust, honestly. Um, just the moves they've made starting from draft night up until when they just got, uh, you know, the safety from the Saints, uh, Gardner. And I'm just like, they've been they've been playing it right. Like, this is what you do when you have a quarterback that's on a rookie deal, and especially with Jalen Hurts where everything is up in – like, this is a pivotal year for him. Like, yep. do you want to commit to him long term or do you just, you know, throw him to the side and maybe find a veteran next year? So, in between that, you know, just all the moves they've done with trading A.J. Brown, you know, all the draft picks, picking up – uh Nicobe Dean as a steal, yeah. uh tooling up the linebacker uh core uh with guys that can cover and they can pass rush if needed. Uh, you know, showing up the secondary in, in, in the offseason also just I think they got they got everything that you need for a team uh, to to win the uh win the division and, and do some things in the playoffs. And you know, on top of that, their offensive line got healthy. Like now yeah. that their offensive line has gotten fully healthy, this is a top three unit. Um so they have everything, man. I'm uh, as a Cowboys fan. I'm jealous, honestly. Like they've done, uh, they've done it right. Well, it's it's crazy because they have a top offensive line. They're going to get one of the top wide receivers in the game. They're going to get one of the top ten safeties in the game. You can call them if you want. See in CGG, uh, CGJ, yeah. uh, Gardner Johnson. So for me, I look at this Eagles team, and you know they. It kind of reminds me though of when the Eagles did this before. It was about ten years um, ago. Self-proclaimed dream team, yeah. and we've seen them, you know, not reach expectations. So I don't want to put that tag on them this year. But let's walk through the games, man. Let's start with the Commanders. I'm surprised I didn't hear no Cowboy talk out of you first. I thought for sure hey, that was happening. Hey, I told I told you before we, before we hopped on that I'm very realistic when it comes to to the Cowboys, man. I can't. I gotta be real. I gotta be with myself, so I don't. So I don't be overstressed when during the season and, and wonder <laughs> what's going on. Why is my blood pressure at, at 180? I love it. I, yeah, when I've already, you know, I've already told myself beforehand, like, hey, don't expect too much. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, no, it's and that's good, and especially for people who are watching right now, because we're gonna give you guys the over under on these win totals. I'm gonna go ahead and share the screen and, and let's talk commanders first, um, who obviously have a new team. Uh, we talked to Antonio Gibson for a little bit and Brian Robinson. The run game is going to be uh, up and down all year, but Carson Wentz is coming to the fold. Johan Dotson is coming to the fold. This team is trying to, you know, elevate their level on offense. They wanted some stability at quarterback. And they head into the season with their first three games against the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Eagles. Uh, and we see, to me, I'm looking at those games. How do you feel, Gene? You feel like they can come out the gate strong when it when it comes to those games? I, I think I think no. they beat Jacksonville. That's at home, so their yeah. home opener it seems about right. Yeah, the Lions. I re I really am higher on the Lions, and I think a lot of people are expecting. I I mean, just watching Hard Knocks get you kind of hyped up. <laughs> watching Dan Campbell, just you know, he he's a motivator for sure. Uh, but I do believe that this Lions team is going to be better than what people people expect. So these first three games, I expect them to win the first one and lose the next two. Okay, got them one and two. I, I think that's about right. You know, they're going to go in tough division game against the Eagles there. Even though it's at home, uh, I can see them losing that game as well. And the Lions, they're going to be, like you mentioned, they're going to be a little more formidable than people think. So I got them going one and two there as well. Now you take a look at the next games. They got Dallas, Tennessee, Chicago, and Green Bay. Any of those games stand out for you? And what do you think the record is during that time? Uh, so, I mean, the first one, obviously, is the Cowboys game as a division rival. Washington actually usually plays pretty well when they come to Cowboy Stadium. So, um, 
but but the thing is, Carson Wentz versus Dak. I think Dak before he left the division. I think Dak was eight and one versus Carson. Carson just can't. Ooh. He just can't beat. He just can't beat a Dak led team. So that's an L for me for 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 the uh, for the Commanders. Um, but these next four games, I only see them beating Chicago. I think they go one and three in this stretch. I think Tennessee still a solid team. Um, it'd be interesting to see their run defense versus you know versus Tennessee. But I just think overall, I think I think one and three is is uh is what they go through these next four games. Yeah, I can see them beating the Bears, even though it's a road game, tough road game. Looks like it's an eight fifteen start, so that might be a night. Uh, that looks like a yeah, night that's that game. Thursday night. That's that Thursday night. Thursday night on the road is normally a little tough, so that might even be a tough game for them. But I see them winning two of these games, whether it's uh, Tennessee or Chicago. I feel like they can scramble up two wins here somehow uh, after starting the season one and two. So I'm going to go two and two. The games I would give them, I would give them the Chicago game, even though it's on a short week on the road. And then I would give them that Tennessee game at home as well. So actually, the more I think about it, the more I don't want to give them that Chicago game. It's just Chicago <laughs> does not seem very good to me. You know what? I'm going to go one and three, officially one and three during that stretch because I feel like Chicago's short week on the road, playing in Chicago is just going to be tough for them. So let's move on to the Colts, Vikings, and Eagles. It looks like the the bye was in uh, the bye. Nope, their bye is week 14. Week 14, yeah. So they have the, the Colts. The Vikings and the Eagles there, uh, obviously two road. And then we'll finish with the Texans, those four games. A uh, couple of AFC South matchups there. What are you thinking, Gene? Um, I think they beat Indianapolis, even though it's, it's on the road. I I look at that Colts team and I'm just like, is, they're both like kind of mad. You know, they, yeah. they also upgrade their quarterback situation with Matt Ryan. Um, but outside of that, you got Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and just a bunch of question marks. I don't even think their defense is really that good. Also, outside of really, even with like Stefan Gilmore being there and having, you know, that, to, they were a top defense last year. They were, they were, but I mean, they lost the defensive coordinator to, to the bears. So, um, they got pieces on defense. Um, their offensive line is going to be a little bit weaker than it was last season because of the retirement. Um, mm-hmm. I just see I see one, maybe two, maybe they squeak the Minnesota game. Maybe. God know Minnesota's defense is not gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see them beating Philly again. Um, so I go one, maybe two out of this one, bunch. One and three or two and two? What you rocking with? Let me, let me let me go one and three. One and three. So I think for sure they lose to the Colts. I just especially on the road. I think they that Vikings game to me seems like one of those letdown games for the Vikings where they probably had somebody on their division opponent right before that, and then they go on the road. I don't know why I just have a feeling like that might be a win for them. So I'm going to give them a win against the Vikings. Like I feel okay. like Kirk Cousins would just – him and him and Carson Wentz would kind of like battle to the end, and then Carson <laughs> Wentz would do something crazy and like somehow win the game. I'm going to get that one to him. I'm going to give him another L to the, to the uh, Eagles there on the road in prime time again. And I yeah. think they could beat the Texans. I think the Texans are a winnable game. So I'm going to go two and two there. Okay. Yeah, that Philly game Monday night too. Yeah, there there ain't no way they winning that one. No way they walking into Philly winning that one, bro. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right, before they head into the bye, they play the Falcons and the Giants. You think they lose either of those games? Maybe the Giants game. I don't see them losing Atlanta, so I think they split one on one. One on one. I give them one on one. I don't know which team they're gonna beat. One of them, they won't beat both. So I rock with you there. One and one. And then they obviously have the bye. They play the Giants again right after the bye. I don't know if I've ever seen that where they go play somebody bye and then right back again and play them at home this time. 
And yeah. they finish up with the Niners, Browns, and Cowboys. What's your last four? What's the last four looking like for you? Uh, I got one and three. Uh, we got San Fran. I don't see them beating your home squad on the road. Uh, you got uh, Deshaun Watson. You got him back. I don't see them beating Cleveland. Uh, and then Dallas. Dallas Dallas usually plays them well when they go over there. So let me go ahead and give that one to Dallas also. Yeah. I see one and three finish. The Giants at home. It'll be one of the division games at home, and they're losing those other two against the Niners yeah. and the Browns. So I'm going to go one and three as well. All right. So we got you got them at five wins. So five and 12. I got them at one, two, three, four, five, six wins. And right now, the, the Commanders win total is sitting at seven and a half games. Seven and a half. I didn't see seven and a half wins on that schedule, man. Uh, to me, no. I feel like you have to play the under on that one. That one seems like a, almost a lock for an under. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely play the under. I mean, Rivera is desperate to try to keep that job. I don't see, I don't, I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. I don't see them squeaking out, squeaking out seven and a half wins. Yeah. Let, let us know in the, in the comments. What do you guys think? You guys think the commanders can get to seven and a half wins. That's the total on DraftKings. <clears throat> excuse me, on DraftKings Sportsbook. Seven and a half wins. I do not see that at all. I feel like that's going to come way under, probably in the five to six range. So you're probably getting good value there. We walked through the schedule. Let us know what you guys think. All right. Next up, we are going to go to New York. And uh, I got to pull up the, the file here. Let me see if I can... Get this all taken care of. Boom. We are here. And let's get the Giants schedule. Now, the Giants, new coach, new new coordinators, healthy players, a lot of rebounding on the agenda. Players are going to have career years. Saquon's all the way back. Kadarius Tony's supposed to be great. What are your thoughts with this with this Giants team? They did really well in the draft, too. Yeah, they did. Um you know, people are hyped up because you got Dable. They're thinking that the offense is going to hum something similar to to the um, to the Buffalo situation. Right. Uh, you got Saquon two years removed from the ACL, so this is usually when you see running backs really, you know, shine. Because I know year one people expect them to be back, but usually year one you got is that grace period for for running backs when they're recovering from ACL injuries. So I definitely expect big things from from Saquon. They did boost boost up the O-line from in the draft. I, I like what they did there on, on both sides of the line. Yeah, um, Neil and Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, I like what they did there. Uh, now, the wide receiver room, um, I mean, I mean, if you've seen <laughs> if you've seen videos of Kenny Galladay during preseason game or during during practice, he looks like he's just out there making sure he doesn't get hurt, honestly. Bruh, um, they, they, they came out with the, the headline today was, Kenny Galladay looks stiff as a mannequin running <laughs> routes. That's disrespectful, that. bro. It's disrespectful. It is, man. It is disrespectful. But, I mean, they're not lying. He looks stiff. I don't know what happened, man. Like, he leaves Detroit. <laughs> he gets paid, and he's just like, hey, I'm good. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to really show you what I can do anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, Kadarius Tony. He's always hurt. We've yeah. seen the ability with the, the glimpses of last year. Always hurt, but still, um, I mean, I don't know. Even now, I don't even know if he's going to be ready for week one. They keep well, talking they, about him. They said he looked 100% the other day. So, fingers crossed, because I, I really like the kid, Kadarius Tony, And I know he's always doing some crazy stuff to get breaking tackles and, and yeah. getting, being elusive. But it does put a lot of strain on your body doing that kind of stuff. We often see him hurt. Yeah. Yeah. We got Wendell Robinson, the rookie. Yeah. He's supposed to be playing the slot. 
I mean, I hope hopefully he does something. I know usually you don't expect rookies, rookie wide receivers to do uh, be impactful at the beginning of the season, but I'm sure they're going to be relying on him to, to do do some damage early. Um, and you know, Sterling Shepard, he's recovering from the Achilles. They he didn't go to PUP. He didn't. He's not on yeah. IR, so they're expecting him to. Be, I don't know if they expect him to be ready for Week One, but they definitely expect him to be be a contributor early in the season. Uh, you know, Slayton, they were. They wanted to trade him. Nobody wanted him. I don't. I mean, I don't know what that either. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This, well, let's let's take a look, man. Let's take a look, and because this team is, it seems improved. Like you want to think that this Giants team is going to be better, but for some reason, they always end up falling short. You know, I feel like they might yeah. be either a quarterback change away, or maybe another year away from from actually being, con, you know, contenders. But I mean, their win total is sitting at seven and a half right now. So let's see if we can find seven and a half wins. When we open up the gate, open on the road against Tennessee, and then there's three straight home games: Panthers, Cowboys, Bears. What wins do you see there for them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with hero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they Chicago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I mean they got Monday night uh, versus Dallas, which is usually an interesting spot for Dallas. To, they'll be a home dog there too. Yeah, yeah, they'll be a home dog, but those those games usually tend to be interesting for Dallas. Um, Carolina, I don't know, man. There's some winnable One, games there. Yeah, there there is, man. Like you got the Carol. I think Carolina is a toss up. I think Chicago is a toss up. Um. Even Tennessee, just like, again, like you look at them. I don't know. I'll, let me go two. Let me go two and two here. I feel I'm, like two that, and two is the play. Like I, two I, and two. I feel two like is they the beat play. Carolina somehow and they beat Chicago. I feel like they're not going to go on that three. I feel like for sure they're going to open up with one. of the, They're not going to go zero and two to start going against Tennessee and Carolina. I feel like one of those games they'll find a way to just win a game, right? Coming out yeah. the gates unexpected, and then I look at Chicago and the Cowboys at home on Monday night. Those one of those is a winnable game as well. Three straight home games. I don't see them starting off zero and four, or you know. 0-3 at home. I think for sure they'll win at least one of the home games. I think yeah. possibly two. Yeah. Uh, and then we move on. The schedule gets a little tougher there. Green Bay and the Ravens. You think they beat either of those teams? No. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. Those are both L's. Especially going to, I don't know, going to London. We may, there's always some, oh, some weird shit yeah, that happens that's true. in London. Always they, some weird no, shit. Hey, you're not, you're not lying about that. The yeah. Weird shit does happen when you go over, overseas. Yeah, but they ain't, beating pa- they ain't beating the Packers though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, but still. And then two winnable games on the road. Only thing is playing in Seattle is pretty tough. But the Jaguars yeah. and Seahawks, you see them be- beating those teams before the bye? I honestly think they beat both those teams. Okay. Got to be in both. I think they split. I think they'll go yeah. beat Jacksonville. And then, I don't know, they beat Seattle. There was one game. I actually, this is a crazy story. I was in Reno. And we can, you can, obviously, we bet in Nevada. You can't bet in California. Yeah. But you can bet in Nevada. And uh, Seattle was favored by like six points against the Giants in Seattle, and they still lost. They lost outright. It was on my birthday, and I'll never. I'm like, bro, you gotta be kidding me. You couldn't cover. It was money line too. They couldn't cover against the Damn. Giants, and they lost outright. Man, pissed me off. So I'm gonna go one and one, fading the Seahawks in that one. <laughs> All right. So coming after the bye, we got the Texans. Uh, Lions and Cowboys, obviously two home games there against those are winnable games for the Giants. I'm not sure if they actually win them. And then they play Thanksgiving 
in Dallas, you know how that goes. What's your record for them there? Man, they don't. They beat Houston. They don't beat Detroit. That third, that Thanksgiving game is always an adventure when it has when it's the Cowboys. <laughs> always, man. Always. I mean, you saw last year the shootout they had with the Raiders. Um, but the I, Giants I, ain't I, the Raiders, though. They're not the Raiders. You're right. You're right. Um, but the last time that the Giants played the Cowboys uh, at Cowboys Stadium, you saw Kadarius Tony's coming out party. That's very ten, true. Ten for whatever, how many yards? Yeah, he just. Yeah, he. Oof. Uh, let me get spicy here. Let me go two and one. I think they beat they beat uh, Houston. They beat Dallas. Two and one. Okay, I'll give them one and two. I think they lose to Dallas on Thanksgiving, and then I think that game against, even though it's at home against the Lions, I think the Lions are just a, a better team right now. Yeah, uh, we can see if they're playing this well though. That that could change, and then. When I look at the last bottom stretch, you see the Commanders twice, the Eagles, mm-hmm. three division games there in a row, and then you're finishing up with the Vikings, Colts, and Eagles. Uh, what do you, how are you, how are you feeling about those games? Um, they probably split Washington. They split one of those. I want to say they actually split one of the Philly games too. Yeah, it seems like they um, would. Yeah. And that's it, I think. I also – I want to say Minnesota, but it's on the road. They'll be on the road yeah. two weeks in a row. So let me go. Let me go. What two was that? Two, two and four. four. Two yeah. and four to finish off. Okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna rock with you there. I think they definitely split the Washington games. Uh, I think they'll lose to the Eagles at home. They, I think they'll actually lose both of those just because I don't see them winning those back-to-back uh, games at home against the Eagles. Okay. Uh, I think they'll beat. I think they'll beat. Uh, that this is one and five for me. I got one oh, and five okay. for the Giants finishing up. A little tougher <laughs> on them. A little tougher on them because I don't think they beat the Vikings or the Colts, who I think will be playing for that division there at the end of the yep. season. So I got them finishing up at two, three, four, five. Five wins. You got them finishing up at two, four, six, eight wins. Really? So a little bit of a split there. Yeah, when we talked about it, that might be a good number there. We talked about the, the Giants being at seven and a half. I got five. You got eight. Do you think you were going to have eight and nine for the Giants this year coming in? Hell no, I didn't. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. I didn't think I'd have five. To be honest, I was thinking that the Giants would be one of those teams that like kind of surprises everybody. I, that yeah. was my initial thought with the coaching. When I go through their schedule, I think I find myself giving them more losses than I remember. So to me, maybe I maybe I was being too high on the Giants. So what do you guys think? You guys think the Giants get somewhere around that seven and a half to eight number? You think they're going to fall short? I think this would be a stay away for me because my expectation is that they would win more than seven and a half games. But when I go through the schedule, I only gave them five, which is far away from that seven and a half number. Yeah, I agree with you there. This would be a stay away. I mean, I, I gave them more than I thought I would looking at the schedule. Um and for a team that I don't believe in as high, I I rather just let me not even take a chance with my money. Let me just let me just stay away and find something else I might like better. Facts. All right, well, let's hop into the Eagles now. The Eagles are projected for nine and a half wins, and obviously the Eagles have made a lot of changes. We talked about them at length. So let's get into the schedule here. Obviously, new a lot of new faces on on offense and defense, but this team looks like they're ready to make a strong move. Yeah. And so we see they open up the schedule with on the road against the Lions at home uh, Monday night at home against the Vikings and then on the road against uh, the Commanders as well. What's your prediction for them for those first three games? Um, I got them three and zero. I just like I said I, in the offset, I think they win the division. I think they're I think they're definitely a playoff team. 
uh, just looking and by a roster and, you know, it's really in the hands of, of Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. So I, I believe in what they what they got going. I, I just flat out think they're better than these three teams. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that those they come out with a pretty easy schedule. Even if we go to Jacksonville, I get an, I'm yeah. winning that one as well. Yep. So starting off 4-0 on the year, probably making a lot of noise and everybody putting them in Super Bowl conversations after those first four weeks. And then they play the Cardinals. Or I, I, they play the Jacksonville Cardinals and Lions. How you got them going in that stretch? Um, uh, Jacksonville, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, Arizona at Arizona, oof. I think it, it'll be a little more tricky than than people might realize, but I don't like Arizona's secondary at all. I can't name one person on their secondary, <laughs> um, and they don't have D Hop, so they're relying. Yeah, yeah I I think they they win this. I think they go three and zero again. I think they beat Dallas at home. Wow, yeah, that and that's a, it looks like that's a Sunday night game as well against Dallas at home. I'm gonna give them two and one. I think they'll lose that game to the Cardinals. Okay. Um, so it's a hot start for them. Obviously, they're six and zero oh heading into the bye, um, and then on yours, and I'm five and one. So either way, we're looking at the Eagles as having a really good record heading into the bye. And then they come out the bye and play the Steelers, the Texans, and the Commanders on Monday Night Football at home. It seems like this might be setting up for a really strong season for the Eagles. What do you have their, their record going in that time? Uh, so I have them 2-1 because, remember, I told you they were going to split one of them Washington games. So I yep. think they lose this Monday night game. I have to pick one of them. So yeah. um, I think they go 2-1 here. Yeah, I think this this feels like another 3-0 and stretch for me, man. Like when I look at the Steelers, it's a, it's a home game. And then they go on yeah. the road to the Texans, which seems like a winnable game there. Then they're back at home on Monday night. The only thing is that Texans game might be a trap game. It's yep, short, week, short week, Thursday night, going on the road. It's one of those games they'll be a, the Texans will be a road dog as well. Actually, and after play after playing a tough Steelers team too, I'm gonna give them an L there. Actually, I'm gonna give the Texans okay. a win there, and I'm gonna go two and one at that part of the schedule as well. Okay, that makes sense. I don't I, I don't I don't hate that at all. Had to break it down a little bit because on yeah. paper I would have just said Eagles all day, even yep. if it's on the road. <laughs> but short week in prime time, yep. I feel yep. like the Texans might come to play. And then they go to uh, they go to Indy. They play Green Bay and the Titans. There, it's a little a little tougher stretch there. Yep. Uh, what's your record for them there? Um, I someone tells me they lose that Indy game. I think that's Indy going to Indy at twelve o'clock is always tricky when you're not, especially when you're going out of division, out of conference. I think it's tricky for for a lot of opponents for whatever reason. Um, I think they beat Green Bay. Um, that's a Sunday night game, prime yeah, time. I know, Aaron, I know Aaron Rodgers likes prime time, but I think Philly will have more, more, more than than Green Bay can offer. Um, and I think, I think they beat. They also beat Tennessee, so they go two and one here for me. Yeah, I like them to go. I feel like they lose that game at the Colts after a nice three game stretch there. Uh, and then they'll lose to Green Bay. I think they beat Green Bay at home. It, you know what's funny is that a lot of these they have three. Four home uh, home primetime games there against the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Commanders, and the the pa uh, the Packers. That's yeah. a lot of home primetime games. This this yeah, Eagles situation setting up nice. So I got yeah. them two and one there as well. Uh, and then they and then they finish out the season going against the Titans, the Giants, the Bears. Then the the cow. Let's stop there. Let's go. Titans, Giants, Bears. You see any losses there? Or we already we did the Titans already. Yeah, we did the, the Titans. I don't I don't see any losses between the the, the Giants and Chicago. Those look like both winnable games, even though they're both on the road. Actually, I might split I mean, those. 
Yeah, yeah, I think I might have split those two, honestly. Division game could be tricky, and then Chicago, weird things happen in Chicago. Yeah, especially when, all the wind and stuff that goes on there. So mm-hmm. one and one. And then the last stretch, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Mm. So that'll be that one right there could be for the division, dude. That I, depending I think, on what this Cowboys schedule looks like, that could be a yeah. very pivotal game there in Dallas. So let me go the split with Dallas um, because I had them beating them week six. So let me go Dallas here, Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans. I think I think they. That's a tough Saints team. That is a tough Saints team. Let me go loss here for. Let me go loss. So they go. So they go one and two here. They they beat one and New, two. They beat New York and they lose to Dallas and New Orleans. Yeah, I think I'll have them going. I'll have them going two and one. I think okay. I'm going two and one here. I think that they can go in there though. I think they win those home games because this is going to be. I think they're going to be playing for the division after that Dallas game. If they lose there, I think they they'll know they're playing for the division. So I'm gonna give them two and one. Okay. I'll have them losing to Dallas and then winning the last two. Even though I really like the Saints team this year, so yeah, you have them going six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve wins on the year. I got them going four, six, eight, ten. 13 wins on the year. Wow. I did mm. not think I'd have the Eagles going 13 <laughs> wins on the year. And the win total right now for the Eagles is sitting at nine and a half. I think there's a lot of value there. If you're putting them at 13, I'm putting them at 12. This schedule yeah. isn't as hard as it looks. No, not at all. I know. When did I, I actually put in an over, a over nine and a half bet on, on them probably two months ago. I might need to go and you know double up on yeah. that, honestly, because this <laughs> – yeah, going kind of going through the schedule. I think, yeah, I think that's easy money, honestly. Yeah, I'll have to pull up divisional odds after we're done with this, but that I mean that has to be good. Like I, the Cowboys are the favorite right now to win the division, yeah. and it just depends on what they look like after we look at their schedule. Uh, because to me, it seems like if you're getting plus money on the Eagles, that might be worth a look. So yeah. Man. Let's get into the Cowboys schedule real quick. Let's see what uh let's see what their schedule looks like. Cause now I'm pretty intrigued to be honest. I've walked through a lot of these schedules, uh, but I don't remember how I had these Cowboys. So let's get into the Cowboys schedule, man. Who I know you're dying to go over these, man. You know I know you're dying to go over these. And they got a tough schedule though. There's some oh, tough games do. on the schedule, man. Um, obviously opening up against uh, the Bucks and the Bengals there at home is probably better that they're at home for those games. And then the Giants. Uh, how do you see those first three games going? One and two, man. I think we lose to the Bucks opening game again. This is on Sunday night. I think they lose that one. I think they lose to the Bengals. Um, I, I like that Bengals team um, a lot offensively. I think our defense regresses a little bit. I mean, since we led the the league in turnovers last year, I, don't, I, I just don't see how we just do that again when we've, you know, let people go. Our pass rush is, is not going to be as strong. So Cincinnati's offensive line has gotten stronger by taking one of our offensive <laughs> Lyle Collins. So yep. um, I think the only game we win is that is that Monday night game versus New York. Man, got them starting off 0-2. Um, I think they could beat one of those teams. Like we saw them play the Bucks really well last year to start the season yep. off too. Um, so to me, I'm going to go 2-1. I think for sure they'll lose uh, that bang- one of those two against the Bucks and the Bengals. I think they'll lose that Bengals game. Give me 2-1 and one for the Cowboys. Okay. Um, and then as we move on, we got before the bye – uh, we got Washington, the Rams, the Eagles on the road, the Lions, and and Bears. 
Um, and obviously, before we get into that part of the schedule, do you think that this Cowboys team has improved or declined since last year? Just with some of the additions you mentioned, listen, uh, Lel Collins, uh, there's been a lot of injuries at the receiver position. Do you feel like there is a, a lot to be happy about with this Cowboys team? Or are you a little bit more on the, I'm not sure what this looks like type side? Yeah, I don't sure what this looks like, man. They The offensive line is weaker on top of Ty- Tyron Smith getting hurt. Um, yeah. Wide receiver core looks weaker. Um, I, I know we got some rookies in you know, Noah Brown, but, I mean, in preseason, they didn't look ready to go. Um, so they just got CD at the wide receiver core until Gallup comes back. And even then, like, he's recovering from an ACL injury. So I don't, I don't, like, the, I don't like our core there. Uh, tight end, I mean, you know, Dalton Schultz is solid. Right. Just Jason Witten 2.0, basically. Um, <laughs> that, and then the, the defensive line got is gotten weaker. We lost Ray, Randy Gregory for whatever it's worth. He was he was one of the past, uh, you know, top pass rushers in terms of applying uh, pressure to quarterbacks last year. Um, secondary, like I said before, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure as defense as a whole. I don't see how we you know turn the ball over at the rate that we did last year. This year, just generally speaking, you, you're going to see some type of regression. And when we didn't get turnovers, you saw, I mean, we gave up a lot of yards, man. So I just think overall we've gotten weaker and our front office is cool with that. Like yeah. Steven and Jerry Jones are just like, yeah, we'll just, everything that's happened that all their answers is like, we'll just replace from within. Well, what within? We don't even have, we don't have depth. So what are we replacing them with? So. Man, I got to give you the mic, bro. Let you vent for a little bit, yeah. dog. <laughs> It's tough because this Cowboys team has spent a lot of money in areas that teams typically don't spend a lot of money to. And so we've seen him overpay Ezekiel Elliott and now Tony Pollard's there. And, you know, there's just been I think there's been a lot of moves with this team that, you know, they're trying to stay on top. You know, when you're and when you try to stay on top without going through a full rebuild or when you think you're a Super Bowl contender and you're not. Things change, and it's and it's tough to rebound from that. Having Dak go down with that injury uh, kind of thwarted things and, and made things a little bit more difficult. We saw the Amari Cooper injury last year, and just kind of dealing with being the number two receiver last year. The controversy now at the running back position. We're seeing Trayvon Diggs get Rookie of the Year, but then also give up yardage out the ass. So it's like, <laughs> what what do we really do with this team? And uh, I think coming over this next stretch, it's it's going to be a very important stretch with those division games that they play each team in the division once. They got a tough opponent against the Rams, and then they finish off with the Lions and Bears. What's your record for them during that stretch? This five-game stretch, um, have them losing – have them beating Washington. They lose to the Rams. They lose to the Eagles. Both home games I, against Lions and Bears. I think they split, man. I think they I think they lose to Detroit and, and beat Chicago. So I think they go two and three here. Two and three, yeah. I, I give them I give them three and two. Just because those both of those games are at home there against the Lions and the and the Bears. I think those are winnable. And then I think at home against the Commanders, I give them that one too. Those that Rams and the Eagles in prime time is gonna be tough. So I give them three and two. You got them at two and three right there. And then coming off of the bye at Green Bay, at Minnesota. You think they win any of those games? Uh, I think they beat Minnesota. I I want to say they beat Green Bay just to get re, uh, still the you know the the lingering revenge with the, the with the Dez no catch <laughs> <laughs> in I, Lambo. Uh man, I had to bring that up, man. Oh um, man! But let me let me give let me go split here, man. Split? split. Yeah, I go zero and two for him here. I think that okay. they lose both of those games. 
And then, obviously, the Giants there at home Thursday. Uh, we talked about that one already, a Thanksgiving yep. game. And then the uh, Colts, Texans, and Jags. How are those looking for you? All right, so they I've already said that they probably lose the New York game. Yep. Um, and I think they – Let me go. Let me let me go two and two here. I think they they uh, they probably lose to Indianapolis and then they beat Houston and Jacksonville. Even though that Jacksonville on the road is, I mean, we seen we seen some really weird stuff. I mean, we saw Indy just like not show up, and that was the game they needed to win to go to the playoffs. So yeah, that's a that's actually a really difficult stretch of games there because that Jacksonville game on the road is trickier than it looks like Jacksonville is going to be competing. They're going to be wanting to yeah. play. Doug Peterson knows the team. So I think that's kind of a, a, a theme too, is like Doug Peterson's in the division. Uh, Carson Wentz is on the commanders, but he knows the division pretty well. Like there's a couple little storylines there. Uh, I'm going to have them going two and two during that stretch. Uh, I'm sorry, three, three and two during that stretch. I think they beat, the Giants, as I said before, and then I think they can beat the Texans and the Jags. Even though it might be a tougher road game, I think they lose to the uh, to the Colts there. Okay. And so that's three and one, excuse me. And then we mentioned the Eagles there. We were like, that's going to be at home. I know you – did you have them winning that game? I can't remember. Uh, th- did I have them winning that game? I, I want to say we ended up splitting, so this is probably hey, the new game. Slate, new in. slate. Last three games. We're looking at the schedule. Last three. <laughs> what you got them going? I don't care what you had on the other ones. Okay. Um – Let's go. Let's go two and one here. Two and uh, one. They split the Philly or Tennessee game, and then they beat Washington. They usually play Washington really well at, at Washington. So yeah, and they'll probably be playing for the division that game. So I'll give them a, I'll give them two and one. But I think, uh, yeah, I'll go two and one because I think they can beat them at home. I think they'll know what they're playing for against the Eagles there, and then I think they'll they'll for sure win that Washington game. They'll have a little extra time since they have a, a short week there at Tennessee. So yeah, I'll give them two and one there. You got them going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins on the year. I got them at one, two, five, eight, ten wins on the year. And their win total is sitting at ten and a half wins for the Cowboys. I'm not sure about that one, man. It looks it feels like an under to me. Just there's a lot of tough games on that schedule for this Cowboys team. Yeah. Uh, me and my co-host, I we talked about them a couple couple pods ago, and we We've already said that we're smashing the under. I've already taken the under at, at, at a couple places already. I'm just not confident, man. Just is this one Mike of those? McCarthy doesn't move me. The roster is weaker. It just it doesn't feel good. It seems like one of those. If you lose, you still win because if you lost the money, that means Cowboys did good. If, That's true. That if the true. Cowboys suck, you're getting paid. So at least That's you're true. on both sides of it, man. Well, make sure you use the Picket app. If you are going to be taking any of these bets or following our advice, make sure you guys use the Picket app. Download it for free. Get $3 or $100 free. Use the code JHEN and get yourself plugged in, man. JHEN with a three instead of an E. So let's move on. We, we said we're going to talk about some fantasy sleepers too. So we have to do that, man. We got to get into these fantasy sleepers. And obviously, a lot of people have their drafts already. But it's still going to talk about guys that we think can break out and have good uh, good seasons, even though their ADP is super low. So let's call it before week one. This is the zero RB. The zero RB presented by Prize Picks. Deposit and get 100% of your, your deposit matched up to 100 bucks. Use the code JHEN with a three instead of an E. Get yourself paid and we and get your player props in on Sundays. Make money throughout the season. 
So let's get in. Hopefully make money with some of these guys. Let's talk breakout players, Gene. And when I look at breakouts or players that at least can outperform their ADP, I try to go deep, man. Try to go deep in that bag and find guys that can that can really outperform and become starters on your team. What are you looking at when you're identifying those guys who are like maybe breakout candidates or just guys that you think can outplay? Is there a certain thing that you look for as far as upside or are you looking at floor? Like what's your normal criteria when you're like, you know what? I think this guy can be a sleeper. I think for me is is opportunity um, within the situation of the construct of the team that they play for. Um, I, I think I look for upside. So uh, I think those are the most two things that I really try to look for uh, when I'm looking for, you know, these deep sleepers. Do they have the opportunity to produce and potentially be a starter or be one of the what top three targets on a particular offense or they're the starter and, you know, and, and their opportunity in terms of, you know, getting opportunity in terms of getting opportunities is, you know, very, very highly, highly likely that they can, you know, get the opportunity and then produce in that in, in that uh, opportunity that they receive. Yeah, no, it's a good point, man. And the upside upside is what you're looking for. You know, for me, I look for upside, but then I also look for guys that have produced and maybe are getting faded a little too hard. Like okay. the, the common perception is like they're washed up or they have no value. Um, and so I'm not looking for guys like Kenny Galladay, but I am looking for that type of profile, maybe somebody that's been kind of cast away. So let's go through quickly just a few names. Uh, go ahead and start us off, man. Who's the name that you're looking at? All right, so one one person I've really been pumping is Gerald Everett, tied in for the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, for him, uh, for me, is that I know their offense is very condensed. Like, you know where the targets are going to, and that's it. So it's, it's going to Eckler. It's going to Keenan Allen. It's going to Mike Williams. Uh, it's going to the tight end position. If you saw last year, it was Jared Cook. And, you know, kind of mixing the third wide receiver, but not really. So uh, for me, I think Gerald Everett is definitely a, a person that I, I'm, I'm targeting very – very late in my drafts because that offense is a top 10 offense. You trust Justin Herbert. Um, and then the opportunity for that tight end, if we saw last year, Jerry Cook was was targeted in you know premium spots. He's, he was targeted in the end zone a lot. Uh, I think Jared Cook was was what 20th in in uh, receptions with like 40 something receptions. Um, he had a lot of opportunities. I think he had like 83 targets was was top 10 at the position. Uh, but he, Jared Cook, led the league in drops for tight ends with, with seven. So mm. Jared, Jared, uh, Jared Everett is more athletic than him. He's younger than him. Uh, kind of questionable with the hands, but I think the opportunity in itself leads for me to you know trust him potentially as being my tight end one and waiting late in, in drafts well, to draft one. Let me ask you this, because in Seattle, they were making it an issue. They're like, hey, we got to, towards the end of the season, they were like, oh, we want to get Gerald Everett involved. We're going to, he's going to be using the red zone. And he had a few opportunities and didn't flamed out pretty much. Yeah. Does that concern you at all? Uh, A little, but I know if you, if you really paid attention to Russell Wilson, he's never really targeted the tight end position, like ever really. Um, and you know, overall, and that offense was so you know, you know, coach established it with Pete Carroll. Like he doesn't really. He's very. The offense is very Manila. It's like run first down, run yeah. second down. Oh, let me let me throw third down. This type of offense is like, hey, you you don't know what like they might throw first down. They're gonna go for it on fourth down. So just the opportunity, the play opportunities of you know, of him being being a, a potential target. I think just. For me, he's confident. I'm confident in the ability of Jared Everett to, you know, outshine his ADP. 
I love it. I love it. One of the guys I like it that's going to be drafted probably outside of top 150, He just depending on who you're drafting with, Julio Jones, uh, to me, has a role that he's going to be used in the red zone. And he has a lot more upside than I think people are giving him credit for. I can almost see him being used more as like an A-B. When A-B was first came to Tampa, people were drafting him super low, going outside the top 10 rounds. And I feel like it's the same thing for Julio Jones. Now, not expecting a ton of receptions or maybe like a, a whole lot of yardage. I'm not expecting a 1,000-yard season or anything. But I think he's going to have a lot more involvement in the red zone. And I think he's going to play that Gronk role. When you think of Gronk gone, AB gone, Godwin kind of banged up, there is a lot of vacated targets and everything that everybody was excited for with Russell Gage. I think that could also apply to Julio Jones, even though he's a little bit older. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, like you said, with the Gronk role, I mean, they as soon as they signed him, that's the first thing that came with their mouth was like, we want to use him like we use Gronk. I was like, all right, sign me up. You know, yep. those, he's going to be getting the, the targets in the premium areas of the field, which is, would be the red zone, the score touchdown. So and Brady's been I talking his ass up that. too. I'm like, yeah. hey, Brady's talking you up. I know he's going to make it a factor to get you involved. So who else? Yeah. You, who else you like a little bit later? Uh, I like DJ Chark, man. Like he's the he's going to be the quote unquote one on one, uh, the number one wide receiver or the X. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be out there when they go on t- two wide receiver sets. You sure? Hall, Hall of Famer Amaron St. Brown in the slot, bro. You <laughs> sure he's not going to just take over everything? Well, so no. So let me not. So when I say the, the X is generally like, quote, unquote, the number one, but he's going to be one of the two wide receivers that that's going to be trusted with with Jared, with Jared Goff. And we've already seen, you know, preseason and on hard knocks, the, the type of connection that they have early. And they mm-hmm. I mean, they've been talking him up, saying he's he's ready to go. Uh, I mean, we've seen a glimpse of DJ Chark with his second year uh, in the league. I think he had over a thousand yards and eighty catches, uh, but it doesn't have. It just hasn't worked out for him since then. But I think in this situation where there's not really any other wide receivers outside of you know, Amaron St. Brown until until we see something from JMO, uh, I think DJ Chark can definitely outperform the ADP he's doing right now. That's another person I'm really targeting at the end of my drafts. I like it. No, I'm, I'm big on DJ Chark, and it's like I think we forgot he got hurt. It's not like he was necessarily even bad. He just he got hurt. Yeah. And yeah. so when I look at DJ Chark, I feel like there's a huge opportunity there. He signed it on a prove-it deal, $9 million prove-it deal there in, in yeah. Detroit. So uh, I think a lot of people are expecting just everything to go to St. Brown. And I'm like, there is a huge opportunity for DJ Chark, who's somebody who's who's trying to get paid. He wants to be a part yeah. of this offense. And like you mentioned, they're showing a good connection there. Uh, I want to stay, I want to stay in the NFC. And talk about another team, Jarvis Landry to me. I'm, he's not necessarily the upside guy, but if you're in a PPR league, I think it's easy to forget what Jarvis can produce on, on any given game. Like, he could be a 5-6 catch mainstay in your lineup. And for PPR leagues, that's a very high floor. He's shown a, a really good connection with Jameis, and it feels like they want to get him involved, kind of similar to what Kamara is in that short yardage situations. Like, Things are going to open up with top coverage going to Chris Olave and Michael Thomas there. Uh, I think we can see a pretty nice season from Jarvis so you can get outside of the top 150. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. He's just, you know, he's a nice floor play. So if you just need somebody on your on your team that, that can get you 8 to 10 points guaranteed, then that's your guy for sure. And, you know, there's going to be spike weeks. He always, yep. every year he has them. So um, I definitely agree with that with that pick for sure. All right, give me one more. Who you got? Who's the one you got? One last one, man. One All last right. reach. Who you got? I got Khalil Herbert, man, the running back for Ooh, Chicago Bears. Talk to me. So for him, the, the staff has already said like, hey, uh, we're going to get him involved. We like him a lot. We're going to be splitting carries with, with, with David Montgomery. David Montgomery is on his last year of his deal. Um, the staff has even came out and said that David Montgomery is not really an ideal fit for the scheme. So. Yeah. 
when I heard that, I was like, okay, Atena's up, you know, Khalil Herbert, let's go, man. And even the game, was it their second or third preseason game where uh, David Montgomery didn't play, Khalil Herbert took every first team snap. He didn't yeah. like didn't share that snap with anybody else. So I know they're they're very high on, on Khalil. Last year he was really good in the spots that he had to start, really good in spots that he had to start. So uh, I'm high on Khalil. Khalil, I know I'll be drafting him way above ADP because uh, <laughs> at some point Devin Montgomery is going to get hurt and he's going to shine when he gets his opportunity. So I like I like that pick. Yeah, and Khalil Herbert's going to have a, a good season, especially you saw we saw glimpses of it last year, and I think anybody who saw it knew that there's a little bit of potential there. And if Dave Montgomery does flame out, if, if anything happens, I like David Montgomery, though. I like the way he, yeah. his attitude towards the game. He's a dog. It yeah. seems like he wants it. It just seems like this offense is moving in a different direction now. Uh, but to me, obviously, Matt Nagy is not there anymore, so they got to put the pieces in place. And it feels like David Montgomery is not a piece of that puzzle right now. So yep. I like the Khalil Herbert pick. I feel like you can get him damn near for free if you're playing yep. with in a, in a more shallow league. Maybe even be on free agents in anything under a 10-team league. Uh, 12-team and up, you might have to reach a little bit on them, especially those savvy leagues. Yep. Uh, my last player is somebody that is uh, – I've been talking up since he got drafted in San Francisco – TDP, Tyreon Davis-Price, and we saw the news today, Trey Sermon uh, is no longer part of the, the Niners organization. And so I think there's a massive opportunity for him. And now you may not even have to draft him. You may be able to get him off of waivers after a week or two because Eli Mitchell's still the starter. This is a guy you want to keep on your radar. And right now he's probably either going undrafted or in 14-team, 16-team leagues. is going super late in your drafts. In Dynasty Leagues, he's going to be one of the, you know, probably second or third round pick for you. But you can get really good value, I think, with TDP, who's going to have a role. I think they saw Trey Sermon. They've cut him. They don't want to have another third-round pick be trash. They yeah. don't. They don't want to miss <laughs> another third-round pick. So I think they get him involved early and often. I think a successful season for TDP is underway. Yeah, I, I, I like the TD, TDP pick. Um, I know he doesn't play special teams, so they're expecting him to, to have a role. Like, yeah. That's the reason why they cut Sermon. Sermon is not – he doesn't do special teams. His running actual running ability didn't show anything, so why have him on a roster? There's no point. So man. I definitely I, I can coast on that one. Well, we talked sleepers, we talked NFC East, man. Eugene, bro, appreciate your time on here, man. Dropping a lot of knowledge and um excited. Hopefully your cowboys do better than both of us predicted, man. <laughs> Any parting thoughts, man, and also let the people know where they can find you. Uh man, uh I, I mean, like you said, is it's good chopping it up, talking football, you know. It, it, you got to be realistic when you start, you know, trying to break down, break down the win totals. And I mean, it helps you when you look at the schedule in terms of, you know, betting wise, like a lot of people, they just, they just see a number and it's like, oh, no, I think they're going to do this. And they just bet it. Do the exercise of going through it. And it helps you like put in perspective. Like, OK, do I feel confident enough to put money on this? So Facts. I, I like that we did that. Um, but for the people, again, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans. That's G-E-N-E-S. Uh, on one half of the Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast with my, my with my guy Ike, uh, we're under the Destination Devi Radio Network, so you can find any of our plat any of our pods under Destination Devi, uh, anywhere that you can find streaming platforms. So that's where you can find me. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Definitely got to do this again. You can come back yeah, whenever you yeah. want, my man. More than welcome. Make sure you guys tune into the Justin Henry Show every Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Starting the Mailbag Show this Saturday, too. So if you got any questions, make sure you drop them in the comments. I will get to every single comment that's posted either live here on this channel or on using the hashtag AskJHen with a three instead of the E on Twitter. 
If you ask a question there, 100% will get answered on my mailbag show. Make sure you guys subscribe, follow along, and we'll see you on the next episode.